Welcome to the Art of the Dive. It's time to get cheap. We're doing budget players today. I've got Jake. He's hungover, and his wife just yelled at him. Jake, how are you, buddy? Oh, you know. Good. Are you hungover? Uh, I'm in, like, that gray phase. You know, like, partially, maybe. Like, I can't, my body can't decide. So I'm hoping coffee fixes it. For, like worsen the dehydration maybe is your wife mad at you no not really i was just teasing her because you know i record in that closet which you know i'm gonna because you're share in the, to instagram you're in the closet. later today yeah, yeah. yeah i'm still in the closet right. <laughs> but the problem is um my wife's a messy person not not like dirty but messy and so you know we just were traveling um out in the mountains people it's fine not like around other people and uh there's just like suitcases and clothes like everywhere like i can't even move my chair Hmm. so yeah well she was yelling at you that was funny yeah yeah well i told i told her to clean up my office and she got mad so Uh, then she told you that you don't have any friends that was kind of funny yeah it was yeah yeah, she went right for the heart. Yeah, that's what's fun about her. So that's what's fun about does. her. Yeah, she's, she's like, I make mean jokes on the podcast, and your wife's just like, I hope you get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fun, fun. Um, okay, budget pod today, Jake. Uh, we smashed through the longest pod of all time with the, the mid-priced guys, and this pod will not be that long. Thank goodness. Uh, but we've got a lot of things to talk about today. Um, I think the first thing that's probably worth talking about is COVID. So have you been tracking this? Like tons of players on a lot of teams, like the whole Chelsea team has tested positive for COVID or like transferred in players that are coming in because of COVID are being told that they're going to have to isolate for a certain amount of time. So they're not available. Have you, have you tracked any of this stuff? I have minimally. I need to like honestly. I need to make a spreadsheet on it. That's how complicated I feel like it is. It's pretty intense at the moment. Um, I I think one thing that I've just been thinking a little bit about. Last night was the first night that I really sat down and said, "Okay, we've got some. We've got some good knowledge of transfers. We've seen some matches. Um, I need to start getting kind of serious about my draft now." And and I had, I had made some drafts before, just looking at um, you know what are different ways you can plug the players in. But now now we have some real information to put this all together. So last night was the first time, uh, and. I kept coming back to this idea of, and you know me, I'm like, oh, if you have a bench player, they should be the cheapest player that you can possibly put in, um, you know, 4.5s, you know, 4s, whatever, like the cheapest players that will never play. Uh, but I kept coming back to this idea of like, do I need to have a little bit more, like, you know, do I need to for sure have like two reliable players that I can play every week rather than just one because of all the COVID stuff? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm I'm in the camp of go. having I'm in the camp of having at least two right now. The the hard thing this year and we'll probably this will probably come up, but there's really no 4.5 forwards, which I feel like are, you know, like Fulham had Kamara a couple of years ago. 
I don't remember who was super low last year that well, at least like maybe Greenwood, played, but Conley. Oh yeah, Greenwood. Conley yeah, played. It's I like, mean, there were a lot there were actually quite a few players last year at four point five that maybe not guaranteed every match, but like you knew you'd get a point, right? You could get a point from them or you know, or or, or the odd goal, something like that. Yeah, and, and even in the midfield, the four point five region is is just atrocious. Like I think, you know, most people you know, I don't know who's who's the most owned, but I feel like it's Stevens for um, Brighton, Probably, and he's yeah. he's got a total of sixty five points from last year. I mean, like you divide that out, like that's not even two points a game. That's that seems terrible for me for a four point five even or sixty three points. Excuse me, like that's just like miserable, and I just don't see any like four point five midfielders really like surpassing him um I, I mean i'm sure i'll be wrong there might be like one or two but i i it's very minimal um i it's it's tough to go budget this year except maybe in the defense where there's a little bit more options yeah yeah well it's just a team structure thing that i think everyone should be starting to think about and yes you should be starting to pay attention to it um it sucks to like have to plan your team around COVID, but I don't really know what else to do. Um, I think your wife yelled that at you too. I hope you get yeah. COVID. <clears throat> yeah, COVID cancer. At the same time, COVID. and you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be good. <laughs> Ask me to clean your room again, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Um, so two point sex sounds two point. Uh, is asking a really good question just about budget players. How many budget players are you thinking of in each position? Uh, with your current draft, Jake, what is it looking like for you? I, I, I can do mine first. So I currently have a throwaway goalkeeper um, and a budget goalkeeper. So I guess two, two budget goalkeepers. Uh, I have, you know, I would say the budget are the fours and the 4.5s. I currently have three players like that in my uh in my draft like with my transfers but i'm thinking about actually going away from that i I think i actually this year want to have three defenders that i really like and that play uh week in and week out uh and so and then i i can either play like a three back with those three players or i can put a four back by alternating two of the other guys i think and and then i don't think i'm gonna make transfers on my defenders like almost the entire year um so i think it's probably gonna end up being two budget defenders uh, in the midfield, though, if I if I go that direction, then I definitely have to have one for sure, like one very low budget uh, midfield player. Um, and I don't know exactly what the price is going to be there. Or if I go like kind of a number of mid price midfielders, then I can then I can do away with that. Uh, and then up top in the, the forward position, I will will have one uh, for sure budget forward Um like a throwaway basically player. So what what is your team looking like? Uh, I don't really like my current draft, so I might have to adjust it. Um, and I've saved some other ones. So, but I'll go over what I currently have. Um, currently I have the same thing for goalkeepers, a four and a 4.5. I haven't really moved off of that. Uh, I, I think that's going to stay for sure. Defense. I've, I've been between, three top tier defenders and even four at some times um i'm you know 
a little bit off topic because we're talking about budgets, go. but yeah. let's get off topic. That's good. We're, <laughs> well, we're, we're, well, we're fucking eight minutes in. Let's get off topic. Go ahead. We'll go, I'll go quick. I'll go quick. I, I'm really focusing on some wing backs because I just feel like for defense, if they don't play, they don't usually get subbed on. Um, and so even if they don't play for me, you know, if I get a 4.5 defender that's going to come on and play most games, I, you know, I'm fine because I'll get I'll get those points unless by some weird chance, like all all two or three defenders don't play the same week, which is like slim to none. So that's kind of where I'm at. But currently I, I have um, two defenders, a four, a 4.5 and a four. And then in the midfield, this is where I'm struggling the most. We were talking about this just briefly, but I, I have a one 4.5 and then an, a, a 5.5, which I don't know if we count as budget quite, but I, I just don't, I don't like that setup. And then I have a 4.5 forward, which I feel like won't play. Um, and I just, I can't justify a third forward. That's not budget yet. Um, I've had a couple drafts where I've done it and I just don't, I hate my team when I do that. Yeah. I've seen some people going um, with like a really strong forward line and then doing mm-hmm. like lower midfielders and, and like budget midfielders and budget defenders. I've seen a few drafts like that, none of which I really like, but um, I guess I guess what people I think like about that is then they're getting in the Ings, the Jimenez, those types of players, and there's less less like there's just less players that aren't playing on their team. You you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. by that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've I've kind of started tinkering with that the last day or so, and I, I, you know, I don't hate it, but I don't love it, and so mm. I I don't know so, what's the best way to do it. So you it. have no opinion on it. Uh, it's a it's an interesting strategy this right. year. Um, there's a lot of forwards that you know could be around that 200 point mark, and I guess you know they're ch- they're cheaper than those expensive midfielders like Obama Yang and Sala at 12. So I, I feel like there's no way I'm going to fit two of those guys in my team. I might as well maybe have two or three more expensive forwards. Um, you know, the, the the question then becomes though, which forwards, like you said, Ings and Jimenez don't tend to get rotated as much. So I, I like those two guys. Um, and so if you throw in a third, are you going to go lower? Like, are you going to go with like a Mitrovic or um, Antonio? Or do you go with like a, a more like higher guy like Werner, Vardy, Kane? It's if you do that, you're going to have a lot of other budget players. So you're, you're going to have to make sure you kind of nail your other budget picks. Well, I I don't hate you, but I don't love you either, Jake. That's yeah, what I expect. I mostly hate you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So does your wife, apparently. Yeah, she's wishing I get cancer. It's a dark pod today. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Budgets, when you get down the budget hole, it, it's dark. Hey, it's a budget hole indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake, yeah. you're a budget hole. No, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna. Ar- I'm not gonna argue. No, that. nobody's arguing with that. You're in the closet. <laughs> your budget hole. I get it. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Um, Patty just asked us about to explore some of the Leeds players. 
and and we'll talk about some different Leeds players when we get into some questions. I think there's some about them, but um, I thought it would be worth just discussing briefly kind of our opinions on the promoted sides and what we think. Because uh, oh, I think, I guess the point is there's there's value there, right? In the promoted mm-hmm. sides. And normally mm-hmm. there there is. There's like a player that you can sneak in, uh, a player that you can find that maybe, you know, does something special on the year or, or is like a talisman of, of sorts for their team. So... Leeds, West Brom, Fulham, are there, I mean, we talked a little bit about Mitro, right? That I, I think Mitro is a good pick uh, for this year at six. I know some people aren't really into it, but um, there are a number, like when you look at Fulham, for example, you know, they have a lot of, well, actually all these teams have a lot of 4.5 defenders. Uh, they have a lot of like lower priced midfielders, like in that five and below. And I don't know. I guess there's not a ton of forwards between the two. Um, I know that you had mentioned a few players on last week's um, to just keep an eye on. Uh, per, I think, was it per, uh, Pereira? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was it Rodrigo? Was another player that you yeah, mentioned? Yeah, we talked, we talked about him, but I don't know if he was priced out at six. I don't hate it, but... I don't love it. I don't love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of expensive. Pretty expensive. Are there, I think Mitrovic is a better option. I guess yeah, is what I would say. Yeah, Mitrovic is more likely to bang a bunch of goals. Yeah, he's not a he's not a budget hole. Um, are, yeah. are there are there players though? So for example, like Leeds has a number of so they have four four point five players, which were kind of their starters last year, and then they have a number of fours as well. Um, are are there players on any of those teams that right now are budget and really standing out to you? I mean, I like I like um the the Fulham or excuse me, the Leeds, a couple of the Leeds defenders at 4.5. Um, I think yeah. uh, Aileen, right? Am I saying that correct? Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's a decent pick. He played a ton of minutes for them last year, started almost every game. I think Dallas is a really interesting pick at 4.5. Uh, he played, I think, in all but like one or two matches. And he also became a player that was like a utility player for Bielsa. He'd play like... I think he played matches at both outside back positions. I think he played some matches as a center back. And I think he played some matches in the midfield as like a central midfield player and as an outside midfield player throughout the season when they, they had some injuries uh, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's kind of interesting that he gets kind of moved around just wherever they need them. Um, are there any players, though, that in your current like budget watch of players in the promoted sides that you're you're kind of keeping an eye on or you're for sure going to have in your team uh, currently nobody on my team and i i completely agree with dallas i think he is gonna be a key player for me um but fixtures are absolutely brutal for them for the first five game weeks so I, i'm just gonna stay away um maybe bring him in on like a wild card down the road or just drop a player down if they're not performing. Um, definitely want a guy in that 4.5 bracket range for defense, which isn't too hard. Um, maybe like a Vinagre and just switch over to Dallas. You know, the the problem with the other teams is like looking at their underlying stats like West Brom and Fulham. I just don't think they're going to keep enough cleans. You know, the the Fulham team starts with a very, very good run of fixtures. So is there something that you could maybe go for and you could possibly nail it? Sure. But it's just going to be really difficult to know, you know, which which guy um, 
is going to get the most points. And I just, I don't like that they marked Brian at, at five. I mean, he would be someone I would consider at 4.5 maybe because they have good fixtures, but at five, it's, it's he's just not worth, worth it. So to me, they're all kind of wait and sees. Um, but the problem is Fulham and West Brom probably start the season with like the, their best fixture run for the whole year. Yeah. Except those, right. Who's going to bring in those players? Like those low, well, yeah, low I think price it's a, budget players. I think it's a trap them. because yeah. I, I don't think anyone's going to know who to start with right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and if you say that you do, I think you're most likely lying to yourself. And then by the time you realize who might be worth it, you're bringing them in game week, you know, three, four, five, and, and they only have a couple good fixtures left. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't love that. The, my, th- my thing right now, the reason I just wanted to talk about it is because if I don't wildcard early, and I haven't decided on that yet. I know that we're a week out now or less than that, but, um, mm. but I haven't decided on that yet. Uh, if I don't wildcard early, I don't want to waste transfers on bringing in a promoted side 4.5 player. So my thought is like, either I have them in my team now, or I'm not going to have them mm. in my team till like game week 16 when I have to play my wild card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, then I would say I'm, I'm, I would stay away if that's the strategy. Um, I, it depends. I think it depends where you're going to be using those transfers down the road. Um, I, I think anywhere. once in a while, well, I think once in a while it's okay to, transition a defender who goes from really good fixtures to really terrible fixtures but yeah that's like long-term planning and it's all going to get messed up by then so i'm not i would i was interested in the leeds players they were in my initial draft dallas was but but with their fixtures i just i don't see them keeping more than one clean in the first five game weeks and i just think like there's a lot of better options at a similar price point that will keep cleans Hmm. all right well I guess you find those options then. Yeah. Um, I currently have a draft just for the record uh, with two and a half in the bank and I kind of like it. <laughs> it's pretty now, good. There's, a, there's one of my drafts. I got to find that I have one and a half in the bank and it's been actually, I feel like the, the best draft, but we'll see, you know, could, could all go to shit yeah. down the budget hole. Down the budget hole. <laughs> The J. Cole. Um, okay, let's uh, kind of get into some things then here. Just quickly um, jump into League Dive if you haven't yet. Uh, I'll post the code again on our Twitter. Um, PSL Super League is still open if you want to join the Patreon and jump into the league. I think we have like 25, 24, 25 people in there this year, 26, something like that. Should be really good. Uh, league died. Um the Slack team's doing well, continuing to come along. So everybody continue to please go into the Slack and vote. Um, we'll do a review of that like towards the end of the week before the next game week starts. Um, so let's see. We've got some of our rotating sections, Jake. You ready to get into these? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. Um, someone tweeted at Planet FPL that they were going to dive into a planet pod. That really pissed me off. Hmm. I wanted to take a meat and a couple veg, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just getting that off my chest. Uh, Lost in translation. Thomas Bracken gave us one to use today. It's a, it's a Bob's your uncle. Hmm. What do you suppose that means? I don't like it. 
Does it make you like it at all? Make you uncomfortable? Yeah, I yeah. I feel like you're like what you're, kind of uncle are we talking about? Yeah, you're Bob, Jake. I just want to be honest. What? Yeah, you're That's Bob. Silly. He's not your uncle. You're just fucking Bob. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like reevaluate my life. A little non-saction. Isn't that the word that we yeah. like? Fun, fun word. <laughs> yeah. Fun word. I think you like that word. Yeah, you like that word. A lot. I don't like the word, Jake. Don't say it like that. No, uh, hard to say. Okay, budget hole. Um, oh, here's a word from the wives. That's a spe- section we haven't done yet this year. Um, it's supposed to be a quick statement about our, how our wives are handling FPL. Let me, let me. T- well, Jake's wife told him that she. Mm, yeah, we know. Right, he's, he hates. Yeah. Right, hopes he dies. My wife. Here's my wife's response. Last night. Uh, Jake and I, we kind of last second decided, yeah, we're going to pod tomorrow morning. My, my wife makes me this uh, beautiful dinner, right? Like scallops, orzo, uh, a tomato salad, a beautiful bottle of wine. She does everything. I didn't, I didn't hardly do a thing for the whole meal. Uh, I was busy all afternoon. So she sets all this stuff up. Uh, and I'm like an embarrassed to say that I had to get the sheet ready for the podcast and, and, you know, go through all the tweets and the Slack channel and get everything put together so that we could record. And so we're kind of in the middle of dinner. I'm like, Hey, uh, I have to, you know, I have to prep the pod after this. And her response is like, quite literally, we're in the middle of dinner. She's like, Oh, sure. No, no problem. Take all the, all the time you need. Um, I'll do all the dishes and, and just pick everything up and then we can hang out afterwards. Um, and honestly, I would have rather she had just been mad at me. I think that would have been easier. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like when your parents say they're disappointed in you, but not mad. It's really the worst. Yeah, that is the worst. Yeah, it was yeah. really the worst. Um, so that's how my wife handles things. She's like, nice. It's pretty rough. Um, okay. Some new community beef. Um, a couple of people getting mad about uh, about funding sources for different content creators. So I don't know if you saw this, Jake, but Fantasy Football Scout, uh, I believe it was them, tweeted out that they were going to um, be funded by a gambling site uh, at some level. And uh, people were pretty mad about that. Um, Jake and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, just like gambling in general. And um, and and how how it can be kind of predatory, not kind of is kind of predi- is is predatory. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but again, I, I just don't know, Jake, like people get pretty wound up. I mean, we're sponsored by a coffee company, which is predatory. OK, they they mm-hmm. they literally produce a drug that uh, that people mm-hmm. are addicted to. Nobody has a problem with that. Uh, a dildo company which is predatory. Have you seen how aggressive some of these dildos are that we that we advertise for? Um the, yeah. You ha- I would agree. You have like 6 of them mounted on the wall in your closet. You I mean you know. Yep. Yeah, they're just hanging out. No, they I mean they they get used. I mean. <laughs> well, hard to say. You've got the Godzilla 6000. Uh, yeah yeah and i could see how that could be considered predatory now that i think about it (laughs) after further consideration uh uh in all seriousness though i i just um i be be against gambling sites if you want to also understand that and and i guess fantasy football scout is is big right they're huge but like 
a lot of people rely on these small amounts of funding uh, to make their podcasts work or their content creation work or to be able to drive that side of things. So um, I'm sure people aren't happy that I've said that. Um, I, I mean, we've never been approached by anybody um, that would offer us money to uh, advertise their gambling stuff. Um, so maybe maybe we shouldn't speak, but um, just my two cents. Okay, uh, let's get into this, Jake. Goalkeepers. Budget priced. There are a number of them, and both of us, I think, are probably going in that direction, aren't we? Yep. Um, let's just start with what you're kind of thinking, and then what I'm thinking. Then we have a you know a question, and then we can talk a little bit about some of the statistics that maybe we would want to look at to make these decisions. Um, what right now just kind of are the players that you're kind of looking at, or in your different drafts? Really, it's Ben McCarthy most of the way for me. Um, his stats, if you would have put them out through the whole season, I think he's the best 4.5 option. Um, Ryan's, you know, next best in my opinion. But those are the two guys that I guess I would be interested in. I just don't, I don't really like any of the other Southampton defenders. Um, so I think McCarthy's the better way to go. I'm not a huge fan of Walker Peters. Um, and then for Brighton, I think like I could find my way into their defense another way, like maybe with Lamptey at 4.5 or, um, they have, they brought in a guy from Leeds, I think Ben White and then Dunk, um, is there at five. I know he's not budget budget, but so I, that's kind of where I'm leaning more toward McCarthy. Yeah, I think that that's probably the that's probably the best move as well. Um, so just looking a little bit at these players since the restart um, in this price range, so McCarthy has the the best save percentage outside of Martinez. So McCarthy has a save percentage of seventy five percent. Martinez is at eighty one percent. So that was from game weeks thirty to thirty eight. Um, the Martinez thing is interesting because I really think that that Arsenal defense is getting better under Arteta. They're keeping the ball a little bit more. Uh, they defend a, a, a much better than than under Emery. Um, they force a lot more shots from further away. Um, but still, if you look at um, like where the saves are made, so Martinez made 23 saves in the box versus McCarthy's 15 saves that he had to make in the box. And that, to me, is a, is a pretty big difference. Um, even like looking at Martinez, he had to make 35 saves total to McCarthy's 21. Now, it's nice to have saves, right? Because we get the save points. Um, the concern mm -hmm. is if the team is giving up a lot of shots in the box, those tend to also lead to goals. Now, both of those players since the restart had three clean sheets, as well as Matt Ryan uh, had three as well. Um, but, you know, we don't want to get into a... I don't know, it's hard because you want players to face shots, but if a lot of them are in the box, a lot of the times those are going to be higher XG shots. Uh, which means that they're going to concede more goals. Wouldn't you agree, Jake? Yeah, I feel like, you know, just based on watching Arsenal, they tend to give up like really easy chances that lead to goals, but maybe that'll change. I mean, they did bring in a couple center backs. So but I just, to me, I have to stay away for now until I know more about Arsenal. I just, I have a feeling that, you know, Martinez is not going to be 
in the side for super long, even if he does start. So I, I don't want to be making transfers with my goalkeepers. Right, 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 right. And I think that's that's the concern, right? If something happened where Leno was like gone or there was a report that he's going to be out for another eight weeks or something like that, I think that we would we would both probably be considering Martinez, right? Mm-hmm. But this- yeah, I mean, I like it. So I like that team. Um, they have some good fixtures, and then they they they. I mean, I think they're better. So yeah, that's just the that's just the reality of it, right? Is that they're a good team? But Southampton have been a lot better defensively. So to me, I'm leaning towards McCarthy at the moment. I do think Ryan is a, a very legitimate option as well. Um, if we look kind of if we compare fixtures, I mean, they're not like Southampton has a pretty nice run to start the year. Um, you know, I would say Brighton's is kind of a, a mixed bag of dildos, right? So Chelsea at home is not a good fixture, but Newcastle away is not terrible. Man United home, Everton away, Crystal Palace away, West Brom home. I mean, I think I, I for sure prefer um, prefer the fixtures for McCarthy over Ryan. Um, and so for me right now, that's what's just kind of pushing me in that direction. Not necessarily that I think that McCarthy's a, a way better goalkeeper or anything like that. I, I just think maybe that's the better pick. Some people have argued, though, Jake, that maybe Ryan is a better pick because of the amount of shots that he's going to face, um, which means he <laughs> has more potential save percentage to, to acquire points. What are your thoughts on that? I would have to kind of look a little bit at the bonus. Um, and remember, McCarthy didn't play the whole year, so hard to I, – I would have to kind of, you know – guesstimate for him um but i feel like southampton win a lot of games 1-0 and ings gets usually max bonus but you know i don't think mccarthy was necessarily like a slouch when it came to bonus points um i'm going for so ryan had 14 through the full year so that was fourth so i you know that's pretty good but mccarthy had eight and i just like if you extend that throughout the whole year, I feel like they're going to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So. And Southampton's probably a better defensive team as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you're wrong going with Ryan. Um, they they might be – Brighton might be improved, but I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for me. I just – I don't really like his fixtures. I just don't see them keeping more than, you know, one clean sheet in their first four. So – I, I, I'm going to lead McCarthy, hope a lot of people jump on McCarthy, maybe grab some points and then decide where to go from there. How about um, the 4.0 option then? So th- there's, yeah. there's not that. We should talk about that. Yeah, there's not that many. And I know that, you know, I know that it's maybe not the, the biggest choice that you have to make because you're not really planning on playing them. But I like to try to obviously pick a four that I think there's an off chance that like if a player gets hurt, that he's the next one up and things like that. Where are you looking right now? Well, I think I'm looking at Villa until we we learn more. Um, so I've had Nyland in my team possibly, but I you know I'm not sure if he's going to be the one starting for sure. Um, so he start right but, after Heaton was hurt, right? He became yeah. well. Okay, so here's how this actually worked though. So Heaton gets hurt. Steer actually gets picked as the next mm-hmm. goalkeeper, and then Steer gets hurt i believe is the way like immediately right like in the next game and then nylon came in and nylon was fine like he wasn't you know he wasn't bad but he wasn't great 
um, you know, so, so I don't know who that's a little tricky, right? Is, is so we should probably try to, you know, get a feel for that, you know, like who's the next pick. Um, if we look at, let's just look at the minutes, um, in this preseason. So, do, 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 do. okay. So who has been playing for them in their little preseason matches? Nobody. Have they had any preseason matches, Aston Villa? I feel like they've had a few. Doesn't look like any of the lineups have been reported. Hmm. No, they haven't. So we don't know who's been playing there. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see and go from there. That's a, but yeah, that's I think that's fantasy, kind of where I'm looking. That's according to Fantasy Football <laughs> Scout. Uh, I can't find any of the minutes. Damn it. Okay. Um, irrepressible means asked about John Stone, the West Brom goalkeeper. Do you have any thoughts on him? You know, sometimes the promoted goalkeepers can be kind of a diamond in the rough. Um, I, I thought if I was going to go that route, Fulham's goalkeeper would be better because of their great run, but West Brom's aren't terrible. So, I mean, it, it's not, I don't think it's unreasonable to, to take a shot in the dark on a goalkeeper. Cause like we said, it just seems to be a little bit more random. Yeah. The, the issue is just that, I mean, of course, like those teams are going to make saves. So like the thing is that everybody gets excited about is Henderson, right? So Sheffield mm-hmm. United come in, they have such a crazy year last year and he was affordable. But if we like, if we go down through the, the ranks here, like if you would have picked another promoted goalkeeper, you would not have probably been very happy with your pick. I mean, is that correct from last year? Yeah, that's what that's where I'm saying. It's kind of like random. So if you want to take a shot on it, I mean, it might work, but to me, it's just not worth it because you have a 33% chance, I guess. I, I just don't know how you can really argue for sure one's going to be really good. And I think if you look at the stats from the promoted sides, Leeds would be the more likely goalkeeper to go for. Yeah. You know, and we don't even know who's starting for Leeds necessarily at this time. I guess I haven't been looking at their preseason minutes again, but I just, again, their, their fixtures are really difficult. I I want a goalkeeper that can, you know, get cleans too. Um, And so McCarthy's fixtures are just better for me. Um, you know, you could argue maybe trying Martinez for the first two weeks if you're going to wild card anyways as well. Um, they have pretty good two two first fixtures uh, and go. Yeah, from that's there. a good point. If you're on the wild card, yeah, yeah. Leeds has the racist goalkeeper, right? That's who they have. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Well, I don't want to say because I don't want to mess it up. I thought it was Casilla, Casilla, but. Casilla, yeah. Two L's make a Y sound in Spanish, Jake. Did you know? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot he was Spanish, but yeah. Casilla, you know, Quesadilla. Racist. Godzilla. Like my dildo. Ayo, that's the best thing to do when you say something racist is just to say, talk about dildos. <laughs> Go another direction. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> hurry, uh, yeah, yeah, he's the the racist goalkeeper. So he got pulled, right, for being racist. Isn't that how that worked? Yep. Yeah, and then the other goalkeeper came in for the end of the year, like when it was pretty crucial, you know, and yeah. did, did fairly okay. I don't so, remember that again. entire story, but good on good on Leeds and uh, and Marcelo for taking care of that situation. Yeah. 
he's going to spy on some other teams, but he is not approving of racism. Yeah, right, right. Well, cheating's fine. Yeah, cheating's fine. Yeah, good, good. Okay, um, I think we should take a really quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do defenders, midfielders, forwards. Um, we've got a couple questions in each category. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Second half of the pod. Join our Patreon. That's the promotion. Patreon.com backslash the art of the dive. We'd really appreciate your support. It makes us rich. And then Jake can be more rich and I can be more rich and we can live rich people things and do whatever we want. Right, Jake? completely agree yeah thanks to all the new people that joined this year uh and of course to all the <coughs> come on jake and, and... i'm sorry <coughs> what are you doing i'm coughing i don't know anthrax covid mm, either way um yeah thanks to all the people that that have been involved for a long time and and that um that recently joined this summer as well we really appreciate it we'd love love a few more people to jump on board uh so so help us out Let's do it, Jake. Uh, defenders, midfielders, forwards. Let's start in the back line. Um, we have a bunch of questions. So the way I'm going to handle it is is I know we try to answer everybody's. So I'm just going to read them. And then we're going to try to get through all of them. Okay? Okay. All right. Thomas Bracken says best 4.5 defender options. Irrepressible meme says uh, Johnson from West Ham. Chris Irving suggested we talk about Mitchell from Crystal pa Palace or Banthright from Everton. Uh, Kendo is talking about uh, vinegar strokes, vinagre. Um, trust the pog says, says Fulham double D. Um, and then Kendo also asked about uh, Saliba. Um, so let's just start like kind of from the top and go through, and we should hit mo a lot of these names. Um, but let's start like in the 4.0, that 4.0 category of players that might potentially get minutes um at 4.0 which is actually this year is is a little bit tricky there's a ton of i think good 4.5 options right yeah that's kind of how i'm feeling a couple old name today as well yeah but the 4.0 is a little challenging um we we already had some suggestions there just like from for example chris has mitchell and uh Banth banthwaite right so Mitchell and I was actually just asking some people about this on Twitter to make sure that I had this story right. I, I think um, I kind of had like an idea, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. So two point sex sounds was just explaining to me. So Mitchell was playing for PVA, who is hurt, but is probably only a few weeks out. So there's a chance that if you want like a four point to start at the beginning of the year, that PVA may be the way to or excuse me, that Mitchell could be Mitchell. the way to go, especially if you're doing that early wild card. Um, uh, Branthwaite uh, was the s replacement for Holgate when Holgate got hurt over at Everton and played a couple games at the end of the year. Uh, but it looks like Holgate is probably, I mean, he has he picked up a knock like in the preseason friendly, um, but I think that Holgate's probably going to be okay. Um, so... Are there any other like 4.0s that we can look at that we think there's a chance that they play? Yeah, I mean, I've been on Mitchell, but with the PVA news that I read, it's it's becoming harder and harder to justify. Um, I just don't think there's going to be any 4.0s that 
play in the defense for an extended period of time. <clears throat> and there's so many good options at 4.5, I guess I should say as well. So um, I, I'm I'm considering 4.5 being my lowest defender. Um, the one player that's kind of interesting that I just, and this is new to me, so I might be very wrong. Um, but is it's Johnson, Ben Johnson, for, for, yeah, over for West Ham, yeah, right? over at West Ham. He has, uh, he's played a little bit like in a couple of the matches, um, as a, as an outside back for them. Now, I don't know, like, he didn't play that many minutes, okay? So we probably need a little bit more information before we call that, but he has played a little bit. He's one to, I think, keep an eye on, um, just to see kind of what happens there. Um, are there any other, um, any other four that not no not in the defense yeah. that I I just think Mitchell would be the only way to go for a little bit and then you're gonna have to move on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so four point fives. There's tons of them. Uh, the the big one that everybody was talking about was vinegar strokes. Yeah. And I don't see why you can't argue going with vinegar strokes. I guess the question, though, is is when is he going to lose his position as well? But the interesting thing to me, um, and I need, again, this is why I feel like I keep making my teams and then I'm like, well, I don't really know yet. Um, And maybe it's just like a lack of research on my part. But, you know, now that Doherty's gone, who's going to fill that role for wolves on the right side well they just signed silva from porto um, (coughs) yesterday okay Okay. Um, Uh, see i missed that with my with my drinking yeah yeah, i um so i don't know if they've signed him to play on the left or the right um i my understanding though is that that's kind of his position well no it's not he's primarily a forward i don't I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I don't really know. Wasn't there some talk that Triore could play all the way back yeah. there on the yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, we need to yeah. do some research <clears throat> in this position a little bit. And the talk is that they're still looking to sign somebody, like, to help fill some of those mm-hmm. spots. I, I don't... I, I'm going to be honest. I just don't know, like, exactly what the best move is there. It seems... Like, it seems foolproof, but I don't really... Mm-hmm. Like, is there a chance that somebody gets added in there? You got to think they're going to add somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to me, that's a little bit safer depending on what their price is, because I'm assuming they're going to play most of the games. But, I, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a, it's going to be tough with Wolves, but I do like Vinagre if he plays for them. Yeah, we just have to keep an eye on on signings, right? If they bring somebody in, mm-hmm. then we pro- then we have to be careful with that. But otherwise, I think he's a great pick, um, and we know that those those wingbacks play really far forward. What are some other four point fives that you're you're really interested in? Um, you know, not a lot of talk about the left back for Leicester. A little bit more talk about Justin on the right side. I like Thomas on the left, and I just I. You know, there's a little bit of talk about, like, you know, Fuchs and the fact that he might come back to take his spot, but he's got a pretty severe injury and isn't expected back for a while. And Thomas looked actually statistically better than Justin on the left side. Um, 
you know, I know their center backs are, you know, they have Soyonku who's going to be fine. Um, but like, there's a lot of other injuries right now. I think Morgan's injured and, uh, Evans is on suspension. So there's like some talk like, oh, Lester aren't going to be able to keep clean sheets because of all that. It's like, you know, they play West Brom, Burnley, uh, West Ham and Villa four out of five. Um, and it doesn't get that much tougher after that. I mean, I know they play Arsenal, but they have a couple other promoted sides with Leeds and Fulham. So I, I'm really interested in Thomas. What is he lo- like locked in though? I, I think he is because I just don't. I don't know who else is going to play on the left. He finished the season for them playing on the left, and then Fuchs is the only other left back that they have. You know, Justin on the right is you know, going to start two until Pereira's back. And he's so, so I think you could go either or, but I think Thomas could be there like long, long term and you're not ever going to have to waste a transfer on him. There was some talk that Lester was in the market to use some of that chill well mm-hmm. money to go get a left back, but yeah. And they haven't yet. And that could change. I, I definitely agree. So the trend, when does the transfer window close this year? Is it October? Like mm-hmm. end of September, yeah. beginning of October, right? Yeah, and that's where I'm really nervous to use my wild card early right. until that window is completely closed. Yeah. Right. Good point. Uh, what about, I mean, we already talked a little bit about the promoted sides at the top of the pod and, and their defenders, yeah. and, and we kind of, I think, both were on board that maybe the Leeds boys were the ones to look at. How about Trust the Pogsess, Fulham Double D? Mm, yeah, not interested. <laughs> Maybe one you could consider. One. He's looking at Robinson and Ream because he only picks American players for his team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So, well, I mean, they're both American. Yeah. So, so like, why are you even asking, <laughs> right? If you only yeah. pick American players for your team, then that's going to be hard to complete a whole team. Yeah, you can pick like six guys, and most of them don't play. Yeah, we, you know, we didn't talk about. Um, I guess we well we briefly mentioned. Kyle Walker Peters. Uh, you have any any thoughts on him at four point five? He's in for my team right now. Okay, so you're doing double Southampton. Yeah, that's the only thing that's really turning me off. I, I um, <laughs> th- maybe that's yeah. I, I think Southampton's good. I don't know that they're that good, right? So like that's yeah. that's what's a little bit little bit challenging for me. Um. But he's a player that I really like. He's a good defender. He plays far up the pitch. I think he's pretty nailed. Um, so I don't know. I just I haven't gone in another direction yet because that's kind of what mm-hmm. I decided to hold with. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like him. I think he's a good player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean I think the other team that we should mention. I mean I know they're not promoted, but Burnley. I mean, I think we need to know a little bit more, but yeah, they have a lot of 4.5 outside backs. Um, Dice doesn't like to rotate a ton, so there could be some options. There. Yeah, it looks like Taylor. Well, not could be like that would be the other team, right? Like that's yeah. that's the team. They do have the blank mm-hmm. in game week one, which sucks. But if you're going to go with like, let's say you go with two, <laughs> two premium defenders and three 4.5s. Um, and then you kind of like rotate those players in and out. I mean, you should certainly have a Burnley player. Um, is it Taylor is probably the best choice, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he seems to be preferred um, on that left back spot. Um, I mean, 
Bardsley seems to be the pick on the right old ass Bardsley on the right side, but like yeah, Taylor I think is a good is a good solid pick. Um and and that's who I would probably go with in the back line there. Um other players that were missing. Any Newcastle players that you like? Not really, right? I, I guess like Lascelles. Yeah. yeah. The tried and I true, think, right? I, you know, we we briefly touched on or I briefly touched on Brighton. Um if you're not gonna go with Ryan and you want an option, like Veltman came from Ajax, um, and then they have White who came in from Leeds. It's hard to know though, because Potter rotates their defenders a lot. So like I, I would be more interested in maybe Lamptey um as the outside back if he can consistently get starts for them but it's it's risky because potter rotates a lot will um it's completely new question will saliba play for arsenal i actually need to see because i think they they played yesterday i need to see how much time he got because he hasn't i don't think he's played any minutes um so far let me me, uh you're gonna confirm uh, you confirming right now I am part of. Looks oh, like he yeah, played he forty-five played, minutes. He played. Yeah, yeah. They they only gave up three goals uh, to QPR. So I would you know could consider that. Yeah, it should be fine. It should be good. Go QPR is pretty good. Yeah. I think they're in the championship. You know, good. So good. Okay. Uh, can we jump to mids? Yeah, let's jump to mids. Okay. Um. So again, a bunch of uh questions. Wilson asking about uh Prudence. Um, and the Triore thing mm. with Triore getting pushed out wide. Uh, St. Maxim. Uh, Narwhal says, does Jake rate any player higher than Grealish? Question, question mark. Uh, two point sex sounds writes in uh, Bissuma at Brighton, four, the 4.5 mid. Um, FPL sophomore said trustworthy. Uh, dull but trustworthy. Then Dunker. Uh, Roy Norwood at Sheffield on set pieces and nailed. Um, Gabriel says Saka and Jota. Frank asked about Saka as well. Uh, the dude says Ezi. Um, so what do we think for midfielders? I guess like you and I were talking about this and we mentioned it earlier in the pod that it's really tricky because there's, I don't know, there's like so many or so few low priced midfielders that we actually like that we might play week in and week out. So I don't know, like 4.5 guys. There's not that many. Yeah, I guess I've really been interested in St. Maxim just because he tends to be so dynamic, but dynamic. Wow. You know a lot about football if you use that word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from the players in the we're going to say 5.5 and below, I I feel like, you know, as he at six is a little bit not budget anymore, Um, but their goal involvement per 90 St. Maxim was the highest of any player that like consistently was getting the starts. The caveat to that, you know, it, it's still not very good. It's point point two seven, So, you know, that's not great on the season. Um, th- per 90. Per oh, 90. per 90. Okay. Um, but he tends to get more goals. I think him or Stuart Armstrong or Saka, depending on what Arteta's doing, are the three groups in that midfield that are safer for, for playing time. Yeah. But then, like, guys like Podence, Ke- Keita, 
um, even good Munson, if he's back, those three players actually had a higher XG per 90 um, than the three players I just named. But I just don't know if they're going to be playing consistently because they didn't really play that much last year. That's just the concern, right? I, I do think that there could be, there could be kind of, as you like to say, a diamond in the rough here, right? Like maybe a yeah. player that, you know, and I guess St. Maxim, I, I could, I could see the argument for him. Um, well, I just don't see how he doesn't play for the Newcastle team. Right. I think he's going to play like, you know, winger for them every game. And so that's where I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. If he can get a goal here and there and, and, you know, I rotate him in with a defender or a forward, but well, he, yeah. I mean, he had a goal and three assists since the restart, so he, yeah. he did okay. I, his his minutes per expected goal involvement was three hundred forty four. You know, that's why people yeah. get so so excited about Susek, right? Like two hundred and seventy five yeah. minutes per expected goal involvement post restart, and an expected goal involvement of almost three. Um, yeah, which is pretty good, right? I mean, it means that he. I know. I. Yeah. I his stats confuse me as like a midfielder yeah. and, and a lot of a lot of our friends are like that you're crazy for going with him now there's like the covid talk too but his underlying stats actually he's like the simplest pick it makes sense to have him even though their fixtures are absolutely brutal yeah well that's the problem right yeah like what the fuck are they gonna do they're not gonna they're not gonna score goals they're not gonna win any games <laughs> like you're gonna start you're gonna start zero and eight good luck yeah, i mean really so um i guess i mean i like Saka. i think Saka could play consistently for arsenal i i you know him on the left and and william on the right uh i don't know i, I don't see someone come over competing for Saka, but arteta doesn't play Saka for the full 90 so you're not going to get a full 90 from him usually but yeah he's played in both the preseason matches yeah yeah i don't i i think he's a he's a pretty safe 5.5 pick as well huh yeah i i i like him too i mean i think he's a good player he's like a player to me that if he if again it's always with these guys like if they play right but but if he plays week in and week out it, it, he's like the type of player that could have a huge season. He could have 10 goals at 5.5. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Armstrong isn't terrible. I mean, he finished the season with almost 10 returns and he got 10 bonus points. Um, Stewart. If you don't want to have Ings on your team. Yeah, Stewart. I mean, it again, It the question though is, you know, these 5.5 and below players don't typically get you over you know, a hundred points. So do you go up to like the higher bracket? Like, you know, like we talked about the Phil Foden and, and bite the bullet there. Or do you just drop down to a 4.5 and just, you know, say, screw it. I don't want to waste that extra one mil. I could use it elsewhere. What's the deal with that saying bite the bullet? I don't know. I guess maybe that's what you do when you get shot and then you bite a bullet while they're like fixing you stitching you up i don't i don't know ah that is what it is it's a uh do you think that it's like um when they're cutting limbs off in the civil war is that what it came from maybe i don't know make more sense to like be like bite a stick but whatever <laughs> hmm. we need to know a little bit more about that bob's your uncle yeah. <sighs> there's some news that Henderson's actually going to be 
ready game week one for Liverpool. Oh, great. Yeah, all right. I don't yeah. know. I mean, 5.5. I don't yeah, know if you'd consider right. him. Yeah, Jordan Anderson. Yeah. Liverpool. I'm better than Steven Gerrard. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how I think he talks, even though he doesn't. I just imagine he talks like that. Yeah. Um, What other players are you interested in at this price range? Anybody else that we want to get into? Basuma, um, Basuma's good. At Brighton, if he yeah, if he plays, yeah, yeah, I mean he's a good pick. I mean, it seems like he's the pick, he's the pick there, doesn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. played. In, I would... played in both the first two matches. It seems like he's like he's, you know, kind of first choice in that center mid spot. Yeah, I I think honestly, I, I'm reevaluating my team because again, I don't know if I really want to have Saint Maxim at five point five because. What if you just go down to a 4.5 player like Basuma? Um, I think that just makes maybe more sense. And, and, you know, another player like that's slightly higher that, you know, a couple people mentioned, Dendonker and Norwood, uh, you know, that weird 5-0, but you, you're guaranteed that they're going to play almost every game and they get some returns. So I, I, I don't I don't hate either of those picks, too, if you want to spend that extra half a mil. Yeah, the difference is Basuma will, ne- will really never get you anything. Right, he's gonna yeah. he, he'll score three goals and have two assists on the season. So like you can't. So that's the difference. If you're going with Saint Maxim or Stuart Armstrong or somebody like that, you're you're probably starting them. Like you're probably planning on mm-hmm. them being. Uh, you know, you're doing like a five man midfield that you're starting every week, or possibly a. You know, he's your fourth mid. I don't know, but you know, like Basuma for me would be a player that plays on is on my bench every week so if i go with a four-man midfield then that that's how i'm going to do it yeah yeet yeet it just seems like there's so many like 6.5 to 9 mids that i want it's like you know what i mean like i feel like that's every every year it's the trickiest group for me yeah so they all look so good i just want all of them so then i don't want to have a 4.5 midfielder but then that means i have to cut so hard other places it sucks um, Dendonker. I did Donker last year. It's a good one. Um, the dude did write in about Ezzy. We talked about him a little bit last week. Um, I don't know though. It, I'd like to wait and see with Crystal Palace, just how they line up and how they play. Um, forwards. Yeah, let's go to it. Okay. Uh, Kendo writes in Liverpool's Brewster. If he goes on loan, I was just reading that that's probably not happening. That. Klopp wants to keep him at Liverpool um, until until January is, I guess, what they're saying now. I don't know why. There's no damn, he's, damn you, Klopp. Yeah, like he's never gonna play. I don't really, I don't really get it. Uh, Nikita coming in at six. Uh, no thanks. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Gabrielle had wrote in asking about him. Who who are the forward picks like? It feels like it's literally just a throwaway spot at four point five. There's there's almost no one. Yep. There's almost four point no five. One. You're you're gonna have no one. You have to be comfortable with that person being third on your bench and never seeing the light of day. Right. So there's no there's no legit four point five options unless Brewster would surprise move here, right? Mm-hmm. I would concur. Fives. Anyone. Um, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, you know, I don't, no. I don't know if five is necessarily better. No, yeah. there's not. So the, we really have to go up to almost six, right? Before we even start having the yeah. conversation. Isn't that true? Yeah. Well, I think 5.5, um, you have, who, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking. Are you having a moment um, or what? Like Bamford, Bamford, right? Okay. Bamford will probably play yeah. uh, for Leeds. Um, I think he's like the the only kind of real option at five point five. I would need to read a little bit more about West Brom if if Robson Canoe plays at five point five or he has like a, a who, who's Bam- the main forward for them. Bam- I don't Bamford know. Bamford has though like a terrible like conversion rate. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible, he's like and really he's just bad. like I just. I don't know. I, I'm surprised if they do play him, but I think Robson Canoe is the, the the starting forward for West Brom, so he's the other one you could, I guess, consider and hope by a you know stroke of luck he gets a goal here and there when you play him. But I I would preferably if I'm gonna be in that range, I would either go down to the four point five or go up to six. I agree. Yeah. Um. Are we ta- We are. Do we already talk about six guys last week? No, we did. We didn't. So I guess we can consider them budget. Um, I, there's only a couple that I would consider having in my team. Um, well, so we have like Mitrovic, Mitro, we have IU, yeah. right? Who else? Yep. He, he's the other one. And then I think, I think Jay Rodriguez could be like a sneaky pick Ooh. if you want to save that 0.5 instead of going with Wood. I think that's fair. Is there like anyone that's really standing out to you? I, other, I mean, I, we both said we like Mitro, but. I mean, Rodrigo over at Leeds could be interesting as well at six. But again, yeah, you've talked true. about how they have pretty tough fixtures just to start in the first first five. Yeah, I, I think Mitrovic is like, he's just standing out to me because he can score goals multiple ways. He's on penalty kicks. Um, you know, he's been in the Prem before. Uh, and I just think that he makes the most sense at that price. But, you know, if you want to go with a more tried and true player, Ayu or Rodriguez are, are probably not terrible picks. How many goals did I, how many points did Ayu finish on last year? He was the top in this price range at 132. And so he, he provided you a great value if you had him for most of the year, but he was also cheaper last year, I think, at 5.5 or 5. Yeah. I, I just, for perspective, when Mitro was in the league in 1819, he had more points than that. He finished on 134 mm-hmm. points, 11 goals, yeah, four just, assists. I, I really can't. The The problem is I like a lot of forwards. I can't argue not having Mitrovic in my team when I look at like his stats. Um, So it's like the question is, is he your second forward or is he going to be right, a third forward? Right, right, right. That's what's hard for me right now because I don't love having a bunch of forwards, but maybe that's changed, you know, maybe with martial playing up top for man united like there's something there and you know ings and jimenez did have great years last year so you know could you just go with two of those guys in a 6.0 and and find better value in the forward line than in the midfield section you know it's possible because a lot of midfielders got bumped up in price all right are there any other forwards or no no, I think that's it. Oh man, um, we have some like other random questions, uh, like things that have to do with with game week one and stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna save them, okay? So like Shiva wrote in a question about triple Liverpool D and and kind of highlighted that Emma had talked about 
like Rashford and versus Fernandez, if you could put those two players head to head, things like that. We're we're gonna get into that on the pod before game week one, right? Aren't we gonna pod later this week again, Jake? Yeah, I think yeah, I think we should pod kind of right prior to the season starting. Maybe like uh, talk about our teams a little. And yeah, maybe is it the twelfth? Is that the deadline? Yeah, I think the twelfth. So maybe like deadline. in four days or something, we'll do another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I work the next three and then, you know, won't see the light of day and then we'll be free again. Okay, let's plan on that. Let's plan on that. And then you and I can also share like our drafts, what we're kind of thinking for for mm-hmm. teams. Um, if we're going to be wild carding early or if we're going to hold, things like that. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, man, but you got to get some, um, yeah. you got to get your life figured out, you know? Yeah, I'll get my life figured out in the meantime. Yeah, good job. Good job. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL. Uh, join our Patreon, The Art of the Dive, patreon.com. Uh, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, divefpl.com. You can download our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Jake, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.